Hey, welcome to the Throwback Thursday edition of the Locked on Longhorns podcast. I am your host, Patrick Kahn. You can follow me on Twitter at PatSportsGuy. Joining me, as always, every single day, Cammie Ann Griffin. You can follow her on Twitter at Cammie G. Follow the show's Twitter account, Locked on Longhorns, L-O underscore Longhorns. So, Cammie, we're on day seven of the quarantine, social distancing. So I thought we'd have some fun today and talk a little bit on throwback thursday does that sound like a good plan to you uh any sound any type of fun sounds good right now so that's perfect yeah so the nfl draft's coming up we've talked a little bit about you know where devin duvernay might go where could colin johnson where do people see him you know or, or even brandon jones you know we've talked a lot about the three I wanted to take a look back over the last couple of decades, going back to 1999. We're talking about the Texas Longhorns first round draft picks in that time. Is there a particular name, if you had to pick any of them, that was the best first round draft pick? Yeah, this is actually an interesting topic, an article by you. I enjoyed it, but I'm first off going to say I'm completely shocked that we haven't had a first round pick since 2015. Um, obviously, that's not going to happen this year either, as the third round would probably be the highest anyone from Texas has taken. That would likely be Brandon Jones. But out of the few first round picks from 1999, I think I'm split between two here. Earl Thomas in 2010, um, when he was drafted to the Seattle Seahawks is obviously um, up there for me. And also Ricky Williams. I'm not saying Vince Young just because he didn't really have a lengthy or too successful NFL career. So I think I'm kind of split between Ricky Williams and Earl Thomas here. What about you? You know, growing up, I was a huge Ricky Williams fan. I just loved the way that he played the game. And I think that's really where I found my appreciation for running backs, you know, in, in this day and age where, running back is undervalued. I've always had an appreciation for the good ones. Uh, he was definitely up there. Uh, Brian Arakpo is another guy that I really liked coming out of Texas. You could talk about, you know, Aaron Ross or, or Michael Griffin, Michael Hoff. There have been a lot of good safeties that have come out, you know, not necessarily great at the level you could say, uh, not at the level you say Earl Thomas, but I would say those guys. But if I had to pick one, just one, and I'm going to be different than you, and I'm going to go with Cedric mm-hmm. Benson. Aw. The late yeah. great Cedric Benson. Mm-hmm. He had an absolutely insane collegiate career at Texas. Um, obviously, he just passed away, so rest in peace. But, yeah, I think I would probably – Cedric Benson would be probably my top four, but I think I'm going to lean Earl Thomas here. Yeah, it's really hard. Like, I think if you you could make a case, like if you were to say just based on their collegiate career, I don't think anybody would say anybody other than Vince Young. Oh, for sure. Just based on, you know, winning the national championship, just what he was able to do. I mean, you, were, you know, you could talk about the the game heroics that he had. But yeah, that's it's definitely going to be up there. Uh, one of the more lesser talked about first round picks, I would have to say, the guy that I enjoyed watching a lot was Quentin Jammer, who went on to the NFL, played for San Diego at the time, San Diego Chargers, and 
I believe the Denver Broncos before he mm-hmm. ended his career. You know, those, he's the guy that I really liked. I mean, I don't think the big guys get enough love. If you're talking about Leonard Davis, uh, Casey Hampton, he's another guy who went on and won a Super Bowl with Pittsburgh. I mean, you, you could talk about the wide receiver and Roy Williams, who who was having a good NFL career until he got traded from Detroit, and it, it just never, for whatever reason, couldn't put it back together. You know, those, those guys looking at, you could go up and down. Yeah, I think if you take, there's two different routes you can take. You can take either who had the better collegiate career um, to be drafted in the first round or to be drafted the highest out of, obviously, these dozen or so Texas players, or are you looking at it as who's had or had the best professional career so far? And I think it hard, it would be hard if we were looking at professional career to argue against Earl Thomas, but obviously if you're looking at collegiate career, um, Vince Young, Ricky Williams, Cedric Vinson, some of the O-linemen would obviously be in the conversation, but let me ask you who you would pick if you were talking about just professional career. Yeah, so I think if you had to pick anybody – Professional wise, I'm gonna say Earl Thomas because I don't think you can go against what he did. PFF actually just named him Safety of the Decade, correct? Correct. He was Safety of the Decade. So I mean, there's not really an argument you can make against him. You know, if you wanted to say, you know, college career, I think Vince Young is probably first. Oh, well, that's know. an interesting debate for number two, though. No, 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 no. I take that back. You want to put Vince Young first? He would probably be second for me. Oh, one of the running backs? I'd go with probably Ricky Williams, who Mm -hmm. at the time set the all-time career rushing record for uh, a running back before, you know, before uh, Ron Dane from Wisconsin came behind him the year later and broke it. But, you know, at the time, I mean, you you had to think in a, just to how dominant he was running the football. I have a hard time not saying Ricky Williams. And then he went on to the NFL and, you know, he was able to continue to do it there as well. I mean, he didn't have his long career because of, you know, he walked away from football at one point, came back, you know, so I don't know. I, Ricky Williams is tough for me. I, I'd probably say Ricky Williams first, like one a and, and Vince Young's one B. Yeah, I agree with that. So I think overall, we've decided that Ricky Williams and Vince Young, if we're talking from the collegiate level, and then obviously a no-brainer for Earl Thomas in the professional level. Yes, I think I think we're we're in agreement there. I, I don't think you can go any other way there. Uh, who would be your underrated? Uh, well, professional-wise. Underrated, I would probably say wide receiver Roy Williams. It's kind of a reach for me, but um, he was a high, highly sought after receiver, obviously a, a big frame. Um, I'm a Cowboys fan, so I can't say the most delightful things about him, but at the time, he was it. And so he would probably be my reach in terms of underrated at the professional level. Uh, who would you say? Would you take one of the cornerbacks? Uh, no, I'd probably go with um, I'd probably go with Leonard Davis. Oh yeah, also another he, cowboy. Yeah, he he eventually ended up with the Cowboys. He was a steady player through his NFL career. I'm gonna say he was the greatest offensive guard, but you know he was steady, and so that's where I would lean right there. Nice, I like that pick. 
All right, so coming up next, we're going to get into Cammy's list of games to watch during this social distancing. All right, so Cammy, we talked a little bit about the first round draft picks on this throwback Thursday. Now let's get into the games to relive during social distancing. Let's do it because there's a lot of them. But no, I um, actually picked around eight or so games that I thought were just fun to relive or had exciting endings and things like that. But there's obviously dozens you could add into this, and maybe people would even take a few of these out. Um, these are just some of our favorites. Obviously, the, the writers and contributors at the Longhorns Wire kind of uh, brainstormed on this a little bit. But we have the 2008 game, Texas versus Oklahoma, Red River Rivalry. This was actually um, one of the most iconic moments of wide receiver Jordan Shipley's career. He returned that to kick off for 96 yards for a touchdown. Um, Oklahoma was the number one team in the nation at the time. Texas was ranked number five. Um, obviously, Texas defeated them 45-35. So that's definitely on here. We have the 2005 Texas versus Ohio State game. Um, Texas sat at number two at the time while Ohio State was ranked number four. Um, it was kind of a last second ending. Vince Young threw a 24 yard uh, go ahead touchdown to Swede with around two minutes left on the clock. We defeated them 25 22. We also have the 2016 Texas versus Notre Dame game. I was actually at this game and it was as exciting as you would think. Um, this was actually an interesting game to me because it was true freshman Shane Bouchelle behind center. And uh, Tyrone Swoops actually had the big game right after being told he wasn't a starter um, at quarterback. But he was the one who actually uh, won this game for them in double overtime with a six-yard lunging touchdown, basically. But that was a 50-47 to win, so that was one of the most exciting ones I've been around for. Um, the 2018 Texas versus Oklahoma game that you and I, Patrick, talk about quite a bit. Um, this was, to me, one of Ellinger's best games at quarterback. He threw for 314 yards and two touchdowns, but um, we put up a lot of points. It was actually 48-45. Oklahoma was ranked number four at the time, so that was kind of a major upset at the time. And then, obviously, that was Cameron Dicker's famous uh, game with that little video, whatever he was doing uh, with the game-winning kick. And then 2011, the Texas first Texas A&M game. This is kind of a no-brainer. It was obviously the last meeting. Neither teams were doing much at the time, um, but we defeated them on a last-second Justin Tucker field goal and won 27-25. We had the 2009 Texas first Ohio State game. Um, this was the Fiesta Bowl. It was one of the biggest postseason wins in Texas history. Um, this was at a time when the Longhorns had a legitimate chance to compete for the 2009 BCS National Championship game, but um, obviously the Oklahoma Sooners and Florida Gators went, went to that championship game, but um, we defeated the Buckeyes 24-21. 2009 Texas versus Nebraska, that was just a crazy ending. We defeated them 13-12 um, and obviously went to the National Championship and lost to Alabama, but we would have never made it there if it weren't for that last second um, I guess kind of controversial review that gave us one last uh, play, and then Texas obviously kicked the game-winning field goal with that. And then a no-brainer again is the 2006 uh, Texas versus USC and Vince Young's classic fourth down scramble um, right at the end of the game. So um, obviously that won Texas National Championship. But those are the few we've mentioned. Are there any that you would add to this list? Yeah, I think. I would add the 2005 Rose Bowl between Texas and Michigan. 
I think that the way that they ended that season going into the next year, into that big matchup with Ohio State, really showed the nation that Texas was for real. You know, that they were right up there. I mean, you talk about Texas was down, you know, I think it was 31-21 going into the fourth quarter of that game. Uh, Bench Youngs, he scores two rushing touchdowns in in that fourth quarter. And then uh, Dusty Mangum hits the game winner, you know, as time expires to win 38-37. You know, it just it just showed the heart and the tenacity of the team. When you're talking about that team, Michigan, they had Chad Henney at quarterback. They had Braylon Edwards at wide receiver. So there were some big names in this one. Uh, David David Thomas had a couple of touchdowns, I think, in that game, or at least one touchdown. I mean, Vince Young, he just took over in the fourth quarter. And so that's that's the game I would add to that list. Yeah, and I think there's a couple of recent games we could probably add, too. I know the Georgia game. I would actually pick Georgia um, bowl game win recently over Utah just because that was kind of a moment or one, I, I guess, one of the top moment in both Herman and Ellinger's um, time at Texas just because it was probably – um, one of the bigger and stronger teams they've beaten, even though um, that game didn't carry much weight and people claim that Georgia didn't really show up. But um, just how dominant they were in that game, I think that was one of the moments that I thought Texas would be back. So I think that's an interesting one we could add as well. I mean, well, Sam said as much, right? Texas is back. <laughs> I mean, at the time, back. at the time, it looked like it. Yeah, at the time, it did look like it. And then, you know, the wheels came off of it a little bit. You know the next season. I mean, they finished with four losses again. So, but you know, there's there's still time for them to get back. I agree, and especially it could have been um, a coaching difference or change or things like that. So, hopefully, we're on the rise. So, is there any one particular game on your list there that you would watch over the others? For some reason, I don't know why. Well, obviously, let's go ahead and take out the number one game, the national championship with Vince Young because that's just too obvious but other than that I think one of my favorite games and I don't know why I keep coming back to this game is the 2008 Texas versus Oklahoma game Uh, like I mentioned the Jordan Shipley um, kickoff return but I remember exactly where I was that game I remember um, tuning in to watch it I was away on a soccer tournament surprisingly and I was just so into that game just because it featured a number five and number one team in the nation it was just a huge rivalry like it still is Um, and it was a major upset. And so that's the game I think was probably most exciting for me and one that I would want to watch again right now if I could. No, I think if I had to pick one, I'm going to pick the first, and this wasn't on your list, but I'm going to throw it in there. Mm -hmm. 2006 Red River rivalry game. It was Colt McCoy's first taste of the Red River shootout. And that was the game when Texas defense completely shut down Oklahoma in the second half that allowed them to come back and win that football game. And so that's why I look at that game and go, yeah, Yeah, to me, that was the birth of the, the legend of Colt McCoy right there. Yeah, I like that game. And you can almost say the same for the uh, 2018 game with Sam Ellinger um, when he kind of went off and put up 48 points against Oklahoma. So it's funny that, um, we like looking back on, I guess, their first time in the Red Rebel rivalry. So um, it's definitely going to be interesting to see who takes over after Sam Ellinger. I think you 
when you look at new quarterbacks or even just new players in general going into that game, you know, that game means so much to Texas fans. It means so much to Oklahoma fans. It's kind of their first taste of that rivalry, but also, you know, that's, I feel like that's a game when legends are born. Yeah, it is. And I feel, um, I, I'm kind of not really counting the 2017 Red River rivalry just because that was when they were going back and forth between Bouchel and Ellinger. And even though Ellinger got the start, Bouchel um, had to come in a bit in the uh, second half. So I didn't feel like that was a true game for Sam Ellinger, but obviously he put up 48 points in 2018. So that's the one I'm going with. That is a good one to choose. All right. So coming up next, we're going to get into the favorite moments of Texas Longhorns football. All right, Cammy. so we're going to dive into some of our favorite moments of Longhorns football. So seeing as how the seniors won't be coming back, and we'll have a whole new class, I wanted to get your take on your favorite moment by a senior from the 2019 season. This is hard for me. Okay, so just the senior class, I'm going to go with Devin DuVernay. Um, his game against Texas Tech, obviously he went off. He had 199 receiving yards. I really wish he would have gotten 200 on that. But um, And he also had a 75-yard reception. Um, but 199 receiving yards on six receptions is unheard of. So that was probably um, my favorite senior class moment, just because DuVernay kind of seemed underrated and still seems underrated across the nation. But that would be my favorite senior moment i guess what would yours be colin johnson the catch on the sideline against louisiana tech oh yeah with barely barely got his foot in yeah it pays off to be six foot five doesn't it oh yeah his reach was insane yeah and that's the thing that i think that's why i like him so much is because his catch radius is mind-boggling but i guess when you're that tall you know, despite the fact that his arms are a little shorter than you would expect, is still he has a huge catch radius. And time and time again, you saw some plays from him catching passes where you're just like your jaw hits the floor. You're like, how did he catch that? Yeah, I agree. Um, so what speaking of favorite moments, what is your favorite moment of the season in general? Um, that doesn't have to include the senior class. Mm. Let's circle back. We'll circle back on that. What's your favorite moment? Mine would be probably Sam Cosme, the big guy, uh, catching and scoring, and obviously uh, against West Virginia. Yeah, it was against West Virginia. So big man touchdown, Sam Cosme. Um, that is like a moment that stays in my uh, head about this past season. But also how, and I know we lost this game, but also one of my favorite moments was the LSU game, just because we should have won that game. There's particular moments in that game where, um, oh, I could just talk about forever that I'm really aggravated about. For example, Ingram dropping that wide open touchdown pass um, in the first quarter, but just how well, I guess, or um, yeah, I would say well they played LSU, and obviously they went on to win the na become national champions. But I personally thought in that moment, even though we lost that game, at the end that I felt like Texas could hang with the big guys. They were back. Uh, this was going to work out with Ellinger and Herman, things like that. Obviously the rest of the season showed differently, but I was very into that game. I thought it was entertaining. It was a great matchup. So that would probably be my second favorite moment. Okay. How about this one? 
just from an entertainment value, Texas versus Kansas. I know that ending. That's a great one. That, you know, you don't want to lose to Kansas again. I don't think you ever want to lose to Kansas, but yeah, I agree. You don't, but you definitely don't want to do it twice. And so I, I think when I look at that and go, that game, it was just entertaining. It just, was. They, yeah, oh yeah. Ellinger had to lead them on that last possession to get in field goal range, right? Right. And, and yeah. when I look at football games that, you know, maybe not the best played football games, if I just want to be entertained, and I, you know what, I might add that game back to my watch list to go back and just watch that fourth quarter again. Oh, I agree. I, I like exciting endings. You know, you're, uh, I guess, a solid team. I wouldn't say a great team when you find ways to lose, even when you're not playing well. And that was one of those exact games where we had to win that game. But, man, we probably didn't deserve to. Well, I think when you give up 48 points to Kansas, you don't deserve to. But the right. fact that you do, that just shows, you know, the mental toughness of your team to, you know, get it together late in a game. But, you know, I think that's why I enjoy the, the shootout so much. And that's probably why I enjoyed the L.A. Rams and Kansas City Chiefs shootout a couple of years ago so much because I love points. Like, just score right. as many. But, you know, if you watch Big 12 football, it's what it's about, right? Score as many points as you can. Yeah, exactly. What's up next? Favorite moment of the Tom Herman era? Uh, this one's hard for me because – I want to pick just any time Herman's been with Texas and we've upset maybe anywhere in a top 20 team or so. But I just mentioned LSU. Obviously, that was a big game for me. But I'm going to go ahead and say the um, Georgia-Texas bowl game about two years ago. I thought that was the biggest win for him at Texas. I thought it was against a great opponent who um, probably should have been in the college playoffs that year. I thought that was the moment Texas was back and everything was clicking. So that was probably my favorite moment of the Herman era. I know the Utah postseason game was um, a big one as well, but he has a track record of winning uh, these bowl games. So um, they don't carry enough weight for me though. He needs to sneak into the college football playoffs, but that's what I'm going to put it at for now. What about you? I think you could talk about some of the games we've talked about 2018 against Oklahoma that upset. For me, though, it was the Utah game, and let me tell you why. The fact that he, you know, was wiping the staff clean and was able to put together that sort of game plan against Utah, who was one of the better running teams and was one of the better defenses in the nation, and Texas absolutely took them to the woodshed. They were able to run the football with Ingram. They were able to throw the football. They were able to get to the quarterback. They were able to protect the quarterback, which is, you know, with the front that they had with Bradley and I and uh, Lecky Fotu. I mean, those guys, they get to the quarterback. The fact they were able to protect Ellinger and throw the football and defense played the way they did, to me, stands out most, given the circumstances that they were playing that game under. Yeah, I guess there's quite a big wins he's had. The problem is we just can't uh, be consistent yet. So hopefully that changes with the new coaching staff. Right. Well, Tom Herman is the only head coach in Texas Longhorns history to win his first three bowl games. Well, I wish they meant a little more, but that's a good start. That is a good start. I mean, it's just it's just nice that he can put his name in history. I know it's not 
the greatest of bowl games, although you could admit, though, that winning a New Year's Six bowl game is pretty big. Right. But, you know, but we're going to talk more football coming up tomorrow. We're going to have a football Friday, and we're going to bring on our third rider, the Longhorns Wire. Griffin McVay is going to join us, and we're, we're going to do a roundtable on Texas Longhorns football. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Locked on Longhorns podcast. For Cami, I'm Patrick, and we will see you tomorrow. Fuck them. Your Locked on Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns.